Well, 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 you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Steelers Fix. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Andrew Wilbar coming at you uh, from our respective locations. North Carolina for me. Uh, Andrew, where are you at right now? Are you still up in Michigan? Yes, I am. All right. Cool deal. Uh, I mean, kind of cool. It's probably cooler than here, actually, in weather-wise. But uh, What's the temperature there? Uh, it was like 95 today. Ooh. It's yeah. supposed to get really warm later this week, but I think today we were in the low 80s, low to mid 80s. Sure. sure. Well, uh, enjoy it because <laughs> yeah. it was hot today and uh, I worked outside for like uh, 11 hours. So it was it was fun, but I'm I'm tan and I'm, I am flushed a little bit, but I'm ready to go. Let's get this done. We're going to talk some dynasty in fantasy football, some dynasty leagues here. We're going to do a dynasty deep dive. Starting out in the first half of the show, we're going to talk about uh, the rankings of the rookie uh, players for the rookie drafts that I'm sure are coming up. If you are involved in a dynasty league, it's getting to that season. And then we're going to jump into a dynasty mailbag in the second half of the show. I'm excited to answer some of these questions, talk through uh, some of your questions from uh, Twitter and um, other methods as well. So, Andrew, I'm excited. Let's jump right into it. I think we're going to we're going to just talk about these guys, these rookies, and uh, we're going to rank them in kind of a draft style. And we'll just alternate picks here uh, and just rank these guys. We're going to give you our top 30 players. That's a 10 team dynasty league going three rounds deep in a rookie draft. Uh, We're going to try to get you as many names there as we can so that you are prepared for your dynasty rookie draft. Andrew, did you have any thoughts on this group of rookies before we jump in and talk about them individually? Well, I think that there's really good depth, excuse me, with the wide receiver position Mm -hmm. this year at running back. um, There's a lot of unknowns because of the teams that drafted running backs. You already had placeholders there. So it's just a big concern of, you know, how, big of a workload they're going to get and then a quarterback not really a whole lot of depth just kind of as we saw in the NFL mm-hmm. draft yeah absolutely and the thing that I always try to remember when doing this is we're talking about down the road value as well not just year one output I know uh, Jamar Chase and Najee Harris last year really set the bar high for rookie classes coming in for uh, dynasty leagues as they were top level contribu- contributors right away at their respective positions. I don't necessarily see that being the case this year. We're going to have some guys make an impact from this rookie class, but overall you're looking at, at future picks here rather than they're going to make my team a whole lot better in 2022. Uh, so let's start right off the top. And uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Uh, Who is your number one overall prospect in Dynasty rookie drafts in 2022? I went with Brees Hall. Uh, I wasn't dead set on this. I'm not a huge fan of Hall this year because of the potential that Michael Carter brings and him potentially eating into Hall's workload. But Mm -hmm. I think he's probably the safest pick. At the very least, he's going to be a guy who probably gets a good 60% of the carries. Yeah, he's he's definitely a futures pick here. Uh, Hopefully a guy that probably splits time with Michael Carter. And then you'll see roles develop out in these guys, but 
Brees Hall touted as an all-round back coming out of college, so it'll it will definitely be interesting to see his usage. It's kind of a boomer bust pick at the very top, but it could be a very good one. I went with Garrett Wilson, sorry, Garrett Wilson, a teammate of Brees Hall with the New York Jets. Uh, I just like the Wilson to Wilson connection there. I think Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver, will be their top wide receiver early on, and Zach Wilson will take another step this year behind an offensive line that could be pretty good and a group of weapons that really has some some depth to them. So Garrett Wilson, uh, I like him a lot heading into this year. I think he could be an asset in year one, but definitely down the road as well. Where did you go at number three? I, I was super torn on this one, but I ended up going with Kenneth Walker just at the last second, mm. just because of Chris Carson's injury concerns. And then really outside of that, you just have Rashad Penny. So I believe that he's more of a futures guy. Even if Chris mm-hmm. Carson comes back this year and he doesn't see the field a whole lot, I think you're going to see a lot of Kenneth Walker in 2023. Yeah, I like Kenneth Walker long-term for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Drake London in Atlanta. I think he's got... Uh, what it takes to be a number one wide receiver in this league. I'm not sure about the Marcus Mariota and or Desmond Ritter situation this year. That's why I put him behind Garrett Wilson, but Drake London down the road, uh, a solid player. Uh, That's the number four pick in our rankings draft. Where are you going at number five? I'm going with Christian Watson wide receiver for the green Bay Packers. We've talked a lot about how they've lost, they lost the little they had at wide receiver and that was Devonte Adams and they didn't do anything else to replace him outside of getting Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. So I think they're going to get a lot of volume early on. I like that. Um, I'm going Traylon Burks uh, right after that uh, in Tennessee. He's going to be a do it all guy in Tennessee. Whoever's at quarterback long-term, I don't really think matters. His play style fits in, in any system. Uh, Traylon Burks has has a good um, a, a good future ahead of him. I believe that for sure. Uh, the number seven pick, Andrew. Well, as Mel Kiper would say, that was it. The eye in the sky, or is it the pie in the sky? Don't lie. Well, in this case, <laughs> he's being literal. I'm going with Sky Moore right hey. here. I I think he has a lot of upside in this offense. It may not come immediately. Hmm. I think that it's going to kind of depend on the week based on who's going to have the hot hand in the Mm -hmm. offense. But I think once he gets a good chemistry going with Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be very difficult for teams to stop with his versatility. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to see wide receivers fly off the board in these dynasty drafts early. Uh, Probably more to do with the lack of strength at running back, but uh, another guy that falls into a really good situation, Sky Moore. I'm going to go with Jamison Williams. I like his long-term uh, potential. I keep saying that that phrase, but it's it's the truth. Um, the speed translates to the NFL. If he can get healthy, uh, I think that he is a top tier player uh, for years to come. Uh, number nine, I went with James Cook here. Uh, I think that with mm. Zach Moss's injury concerns, and I mean, I think he's one of the most underrated backs in the league, but he mm. cannot stay healthy. And Devin Singletary just does not have the explosion. I think James Cook's going to see a lot of work early on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with a Pittsburgh Steeler pick. 
literally George Pickens. I like him here uh, at the 10 pick back into the first round. And this is a future pick uh, as well. Although I think he has a shot to be the most dynamic wide receiver on the Steelers in 2022. Um, I think when you look at the contract situation for Deontay Johnson, the mm, unsurety there, and then uh, Chase Claypool, is he going to work out? You know, is that even something that's going to work in Pittsburgh? uh, You could be looking at very soon George Pickens being the guy in Pittsburgh. So I like uh, the Pickens pick at number 10, rounding out the first round. And our top 10 players uh, in the uh, 2022 Dynasty Rookie Draft Rankings. Let's move on to round two and pick 11. Who you got? The man everybody has been waiting for, Malik Willis. I'm going with him here at 11. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I I mean, well, part of it is because you took the guys ahead of him. I wasn't, (laughs) I didn't necessarily plan on taking him quite sure. this high um this was kind of you know last scenario but with willis i mean i think he has upside long term again with dynasty you're not drafting for one year this isn't a redraft mm. league obviously i would not draft malik in a, a re, just normal redraft league right uh, but being dynasty i mean you have to plan for you know what what's gonna mm-hmm. be the case three four maybe even five years down the line depending on you know if your league is one that you believe is gonna have some continuity is gonna last for quite a while I think Malik Willis is a guy that if you believe in the upside, it's worth the chance. Most years in dynasty drafts like this, if you take a quarterback that has as much upside as Malik does, you're taking him with your first, second, third overall pick, Mm -hmm. not in the second round. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Um, To be honest, he's he's the quarterback you want first in dynasty because of the rushing floor that he would provide as a starter. And uh, that is huge in fantasy. Maybe, maybe not. He is the better, best quarterback in this class uh, from a wins and losses or performance standpoint. Uh, that's to be decided. But from a fantasy standpoint, he definitely provides that. Uh, let's let's take him and let him sit like uh, Trey Lance uh, was a pick last year as well. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to go with a running back in Tampa Bay, Rashad White. Um, he's a guy that has a path to carries this year uh, behind uh, Leonard Fournette and a, a guy that has a lot of, of upside. I'm going to go with Rashad White. I, uh, I think that was pick 12, right? So let's move yep. on to pick 13. Now, I may have missed this one. I'm pretty sure I did because I just forgot to cross him off. You already went with Chris Olave, correct? I did not. I did not. You did not? Nope. I thought I I just missed that. I thought for sure you would get Olave, but I'll go with Chris Olave here. I would really love his value if he fell this far. Uh, Of course, Michael Thomas's future undecided. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to follow that up with uh, Jahan Dotson in Washington. The quarterback situation scares me, but it's a talented receiver who doesn't drop anything. He's uh, going to play ball. Terry McLaurin's future up in the air in Washington as well. Something to keep an eye on uh, your goat. I'm going to go with Tyler Algier here. Um, It's a little bit Mm. of a reach for some people, but I do really like uh, the potential he brings in terms of volume. Uh, He's Mm. not the most athletic runner, not the most gifted runner, 
but he does know the craft and he's the best pure runner that the Falcons have right now with Cordell Patterson. And I believe Damian Williams is the top two backs on that uh, depth chart. I have a feeling that he's going to see a lot of work early on. Sure. Okay. That's our top 15 players. If you're keeping count at home, I'm going to follow that up with um, Damian Pierce in Houston. Another guy that has some, has a pathway to carries, uh, there's a that's a crowded backfield, but you could see um, an explosive player like him, a, a powerful player like him, climbing the depth chart quickly. Um, and then a guy with the aged veterans that are are there in Houston, uh, more or less, uh, being a guy uh, two or three years down the road that maybe takes the reins there. Who you got at seventeen? Is is Alec Pierce still on the board? He sure is. I'm going to go with Alec Pierce. I'm right. not a, I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out, but if you think about Matt Ryan coming to Indianapolis, just going off athletic testing numbers, there are some similarities between mm-hmm. Alec Pierce and Julio Jones, not trying to compare the two in any way, shape or form, but I do believe he could provide that same athleticism on the outside that Julio brought for so many years with Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I think a, a value pick here in this area of the draft as well. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take a tight end here. I'm going to go Trey McBride in Arizona. I like the landing spot. I think he's, I don't think he's going to be a big factor this year with Zach Ertz still there, but, um, I'm not, I can't remember for sure if Ertz is a free agent after this year, I believe he is. And, uh, if that's the case and Trey McBride makes an impression on the Cardinals and you could see him be their tight end one as early as 2023, uh, I'm going McBride uh, with, um, I believe that was, what pick was that? Was that pick 18? Yep. Yep. Okay. Pick 18. Pick 19 there, Andrew. I'm going to go with Ty Davis Price running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Not a big Elijah Mitchell fan last year. Um, and I think he should, he's deserving to be that lead back again. Uh, but with Ty Davis price, he was taken in the third round. So that's to be put into consideration. Um, and if the Mitchell does happen to go down with an injury, I think Davis price is a guy who is more than capable as a runner. If running lanes are open and we know that San Francisco has a really good offensive line. Sure. Yeah. And that's a, that's a guy that's a pretty explosive player and uh, he'll, he'll be a guy that to watch in training camp as well. Um, Isaiah Spiller is uh, the n- number 20 pick for me. Um, 20th ranked player here uh, with the Los Angeles chargers. He's kind of buried on the depth chart, but a guy with his talent is, is a guy you want to take a flyer on in uh dynasty draft. So I'm going to Isaiah Spiller pick 20. All right. Round three. And the final round that we're going to do here um, in our rankings, who you got at 21, Andrew? Well, I've missed one person. I'm and like those of you listening and stuff, you can't see me, but right now I'm it is driving me crazy because there's one person that I've forgotten to cross off my list. And I'm trying to figure out which one it is that Jeremy <laughs> mentioned it, that I forgot to cross off. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't duplicate him. Have you taken John Mechie? I have not. Okay. Mechie is the pick here. There you go. Um, so I'll go with him. I, I think Davis Mills uh, is a competent quarterback, and I think he's Mechie's gonna pair really well with Nico Collins. Yes, I, I, he's a physical wide receiver. Yes. Um, playing with Nico Collins, that's a great complimentary duo there. Man, complimentary did not come out right. Complimentary duo there. Uh, I like the John Mechie pick. All right, I'm going with another Steeler here. I was trying to give him to you, uh, but I'm going to go Kenny Pickett 
Um, he's going to be the starter sooner rather than later in Pittsburgh. And with that stable of weapons, you've got to like his uh, ability to put up some good numbers as well as his, his demeanor as a leader and as a, uh, a guy who prepares for, um, for the game and, and just knows his stuff. I like Kenny Pickett as a future pick, maybe not, maybe not a top 10 uh, fantasy quarterback, but a guy that definitely gives you some fill in potential um, early in his career and maybe develops into more than that going Kenny Pickett with pick 22. Did you have any thoughts on Pickett before we move on? When I'm looking at him in dynasty, I'm just looking at it as three years down the line. Would I draft Kirk cousins if I was in, (laughs) I mean, and I'm not limiting to him to Kirk Cousins, but that is just the comparison I gave him. I think sure. it's the closest thing we have to work with. So in, in Dynasty, I'm looking at next year's quarterback class saying we have five, potentially six first-round picks, you know, three or four that could potentially go in the top ten. You got Van Dyke, you got Richardson, you got Stroud, you got um, Levis, you've got uh, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of other guys that have higher upside and in Dynasty, I'm not looking necessarily for a Kirk Cousins. I can win with Kirk Cousins. The rest of my roster is good. But this year, I'd rather cash in on a receiver or running back where there's some depth rather than go for a quarterback and kind of, I wouldn't say waste a second or third round pick. But I feel like in the end, you may be considering him a backup in fantasy football in a few years. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely something to consider as well. All right. Who are you taking at uh, 23? I'm going with Keontae Ingram. I really like his the opportunity that he will have to be the backup to James Conner. We know that James Conner has injury concerns, and we also know that Keontae Ingram is a very athletic and very gifted runner. If he ever gets a chance to take over the lead role of this backfield, I'm not sure if he'll ever look back. That's a, that's a good pick. I'm going to go with David Bell in Cleveland. I like him as a player. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the best tester, but he's – He's a natural pass catcher. He runs routes very well. He's a technician. Uh, if uh, Deshaun Watson works out in Cleveland, then David Bell could be a a good third round pick, a really good third round pick mm-hmm. uh, down the road. So I'm going David Bell here uh, with pick 24, 25, man. I'm going to go with Brian Robinson, right. running back formerly of Alabama now with Washington uh, with Antonio Gibson. He let's not forget that he is a wide receiver that Mm -hmm. became a running back. He's not the best pure runner. Brian Robinson, if he would not have dealt with injuries this past year, he probably would have gone a lot higher in the draft. So I'm going to go with Robinson. Okay. I'm going to follow that up with a fellow sec back Zamir white in Las Vegas. Josh Jacobs is a, is a really good back, but he's getting to, that point in his career where the Vegas Raiders are going to have to uh, decide if he is a long-term solution. I like Zamir white. I like his, his power and his vision as a back. I'm going to go with white at 26. Let's speed through these last three guys, Andrew uh, 27 for you. Have you taken Calvin Austin? I have not. I'm going with Calvin Austin. I've got to get a stealer on my team. You've taken the other two. So I've got to go with Austin. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, I could see him being an X factor for the Steelers this year. Could you? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take another quarterback here uh, with the uh, 28th pick Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. Another guy with rushing upside. I like that in a quarterback. If you're going to take one in uh, your dynasty draft, you could do worse than 
Desmond Ritter, number 29. Valus Jones Jr. receiver, Chicago Bears. He's going to have some high volume early on. Yes, he is. Um, he's he's a good player, too. Uh, I'm going to round this out with another quarterback. I'm going Matt Corral. Uh, I think this Why? is where you see I think this is where you see quarterbacks start to go in the third round, man. No Daniel um, Bellinger, or Greg Dulcich, another tight end, Hassan Haskins. Uh, no, no. Uh, Matt Corral brings a lot of rushing upside, too, as a, as a player. So uh, if he gets a hold of the uh, starting reins in Carolina, he could be he could be a guy. He could be a guy soon. I like it. All right. Uh, there you have it. That's our top 30 rankings uh, for the 2022 Dynasty Rookie Class. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do a Dynasty mailbag to answer some of your questions about Dynasty Leagues coming up. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Steelers Fix Dynasty Deep Dive episode. This podcast is a part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com podcast network. Do not forget to check out all of the other shows, all of the online uh, material, uh, articles, and and wow, I'm totally drawing a blank, man. It's uh, there's just so much that you you can't really even keep track of it all. Uh, you know, so much to do on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Keeping up with your Pittsburgh Steelers is our priority, and this is the place to find it. Uh, I've been really enjoying the – I've been really enjoying the Cutting cutting Room Floor episodes uh, with Jeffrey Benedict. Um, Just the way he dives into the film and and breaks down these players and, and breaks down the schemes really helps you understand on another level what the Steelers might try to do in 2022. I've been enjoying that. Have you been enjoying any, any other shows uh, from behind the steel curtain specifically, Andrew? Well, I want to point out one thing on the editorial side for a change. Sure. Katie Smith, uh, who's another guy who does some film work at behind the steel mm-hmm. curtain. He's been coming out with these game plan articles, um, which yeah. have been really interesting, just a different perspective, the way he understands the game of football a lot like Jeffrey in some ways they like sometimes they disagree, but a lot of times they see the same thing. Um, both of them phenomenal job with what they do for the website. Um, but go and check that out. Maybe getting both perspectives, listening to Jeffrey on the cutting room floor and checking out his film rooms when he has them. Um, and then also taking a look at these game plan articles by Katie Smith, phenomenal job, phenomenal way that he's broken down. Um, just these different perspectives, uh, very interesting reads. Yes, and just a piece of everything that you can get at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. All right, Andrew, we're going to jump into the mailbag here. Uh, we'll start with Aiden Blaine uh, on Twitter answering the um, the Twitter mailbag message, and he asks this question. Do you guys think Sky Moore should be drafted ahead of rookie first-round receivers such as Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and Drake London in Dynasty Leagues given his opportunity to play in a pass-heavy offense with the best quarterback in the league. Aiden, thank you so much for your question. Andrew, what do you think about drafting Sky more er- earlier than most people would? I think it's a fair question. I mean, you're a lot higher on Garrett Wilson than I am. I'm not quite as high. 
um, on him overall, just because I'm not sure how much Elijah Moore. I mean, he started to come on a little bit toward the end of last year. Um, with Sky Moore, you may not see the production early on because Kelsey's still there. But in two years mm-hmm. from now, Kelsey's going to be a lot older. He's going to be aging. He will have definitely been going trending downward. Um, and then, I mean, you, MVS, he'll have his weeks where he'll go off. And Juju, right. he'll get some receptions. So you may not see a whole lot in year one, but Juju is on a one-year deal. So mm-hmm. he may not be there long-term. If Sky Moore can prove that he is worthy of being, being able to take on more volume, I think that... Kansas City is going to give it to him and make him the premier guy in that offense. You just may not see the results of it in 2022. So it's kind of up to you whether you want to. I think he's maybe the best long-term upside out of the guys mm. that were mentioned. Jamison Williams has to be up there as well. Um, but I, I don't think you can necessarily go wrong with Drake London just because I think he's guaranteed so much volume. But Sky Moore, I wouldn't disagree. If you came to me and said that you think Sky Moore should be taken ahead of any other receiver, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, he definitely gets a bump playing with Patrick Mahomes um, as of right now, Garrett Wilson has Zach Wilson, Jamison Williams has Jared Goff and Drake London has uh, uh, Marcus Mariota. So not necessarily a who's who of quarterbacks in 2022. So yeah, I, I give Sky Moore a little bit of a bump because of the quarterback he plays with, but as far as the scheme he's in and his role in it, I don't know if it's going to be a high output role early on in his career. So I would go with one of these guys who profiles more as a number one receiver early in their career at this stage. But like you're saying, I could definitely see your reasoning behind it given where Sky Moore is at and uh, the talent that he displayed as a prospect as well. Um, I think a buddy of yours had a question for us too, uh, Andrew. Yeah, one of my fantasy buddies, Stephen Poor, he asked this question. You just want some thoughts on Traylon Burks in fantasy. How high would you potentially take him? And Jeremy, you know, I'd like to open this up to you because um, you were a little bit higher on Traylon Burks in the draft process that than I was. Mm-hmm. You were comparing him to Heinz Ward. Um, I had some concerns about his route running ability. Just I just wasn't sure um, just about his, his game as a whole. Uh, what do you think of Traylon Burks? He's going to have some volume in Tennessee. Uh, how do you think he's going to do not just year one, but in the coming years? So I'll start with this year. I think he's, I think he's their Swiss army knife on offense and you've got an offense that relies so heavily on Derrick Henry and that offensive line to just road grade other teams that a lot of times when you, when you get teams going downhill like that, uh, the way to beat them is quick passes to the outside where they're they're weaker. And and Traylon Burks is a, a master after the catch. He's physical. He's punishing. He is a Tennessee Titan uh, by the definition. It, you know the way we they've been playing the last few years, just big physical punishing. I likened him to Heinz Ward because he just will not be denied after he he catches the football. This year, I see him being a weapon on that offense and a contributor right away as a, as a fantasy asset. But I think um, when you look at him down the road, that as he continues to craft his game and continues to uh, get better in the, the different areas where he's not quite as strong, the route running and the, uh, the cuts and, and just the, the ability to, to break open routes I think if he works on that and gets better at that, he's got the physicality and he's got the he's got the moxie to be able to be a top tier wide receiver. 
I think he's a first round draft pick in dynasty rookie drafts this year. I, I really like him. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, oh, just to finish up on Burks, uh, the big, another question to ask is how much is Robert Woods going to eat into him? I know Woods is older, uh, mm-hmm. but he, and they don't play the same style per se, uh, but just having an experienced veteran in the league who's worked with a lot of different quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill may be a little bit more comfortable throwing to him early on until he develops that chemistry with Burks. So you may not see immediate production from Burks in year one. Yeah. Uh, who else is there though? You know, it's Robert Woods and it, there's no, AJ that guy Brown from Louisville anymore. that they drafted in the fourth round that last year that I can't even remember his name. Oh man. I can't either. Um, I keep thinking Cunningham, but that's the, the quarterback. Sure. Um, sure. We might have to look that up and, and post it somewhere. <laughs> point being, yeah. he's pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. Well, I think right. A Burks is, is basically their number two receiver right away. And so yeah. m- maybe that upside uh, gets hit pretty early, but again, if you're drafting him in dynasty, uh, you're not necessarily drafting him for this year. So I like his, his prospects moving forward. Um, a, a follow-up question from Aiden uh, Blaine on Twitter was uh, asking you to be honest, Andrew. And, you know, we, we saw, we saw it in the draft uh, in the first part of the episode, but Aiden says, who would you rather pick in dynasty rookie drafts? Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis? Yeah. My, my rankings, if you listen to the first half, that kind of uh yeah. yeah, that kind of explains it. I did just uh, for information. I had Kenny Pickett just outside the top thirty, okay. um, in dynasty uh, drafts, dynasty exclusive drafts, and it's just because it comes down to upside. You know, I think Kenny, you can win with Kenny Pickett. I think the Steelers can win with Kenny Pickett, but in mm-hmm. fantasy, I'm not drafting a guy that's probably the a reasonable expectation. Not saying he can't outdo it, but a reasonable expectation of Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. In Dynasty, I want something better than that at quarterback. I'm not going to spend a second or third round pick on a guy that I'm expecting to be a backup. I want someone who has at least the potential to become a good fantasy starter for me. Sure. So let me ask you this. Does, in your eyes, the the year first year Malik Willis starts in the NFL, if, if that day comes and you know, we're, we're both thinking it will, he's, he's a dynamic athlete. Um, year one, does he provide a Jalen hurts like impact as a player or better? I don't think he's going to make any impact at all because I think Malik would even tell you himself. I think he is focused on becoming more of a passer. The way that the Eagles use Jalen Hurts, they kind of used him as a gadget guy that first year and moved him around. I think when you're doing that, you would kind of be telling you kind of be telling Malik that we don't even believe in you as a true pocket passer. I'm not saying he ever will be a pocket passer, but I Mm -hmm. believe he's shown flashes that he can be if his traits are further developed. And I think Tennessee, if they're wise, they're going to stick with that. They're just going to let him sit. They're going to let him develop. Maybe they'll let him come in in garbage time, a couple games when they're either up or down by 30 points. Um, and you know, let him play for a few minutes. But I don't think you want to do anything to potentially rattle his confidence. What if he goes out and in the, his first play of his NFL career, uh, he ends up fumbling the ball, or he gets hit on you know a swing pass, or something as a gadget guy, um, or he's running the ball and something happens. I um, you know, I just don't think that's a risk you want to take. I think that's something you just kind of want to wait for until he is ready to take over the reins as a starting quarterback. Yeah, and I was more referencing when he get, is given the reins. What kind okay, of impact gotcha. does gotcha. does he have down the road? And if you're if you think Kenny Pickett's ceiling is Kirk Cousins in the league, or or that's his 
his comp. I was just trying to say is oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is uh, Jalen Hurts a good comp for Malik Willis when given the starting reins as a quarterback? I'm a little- How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I think it's fair coming from that. I like I'm a higher on Malik than most. So I'm I compare him to Russell Wilson as a runner. He has that same toughness as a runner, that same compact mm. build as a okay. runner. And as a passer, I, I I he don't take the Josh Allen thing like wrong. <laughs> and I'm not saying sure. that not I'm not saying in terms of like accuracy. That's not even where I'm coming from. But his delivery, yeah, his delivery deli- yeah. his delivery is the same style. He throws with the same um just kind of where his feet are in the pocket, parallel and just relative to where his shoulders are, his release time, all of it is similar to what Josh Allen's was. And he, Josh Allen also had a compact build as well. So I think mm. a, a mixture of Russell Wilson and Josh Allen that's, that may be a little bit of a reach, but I think that if you're going by the traits, that's that's his ceiling. Uh, he sure. may not reach that. Jalen Hurts may be a fair, you know, that may be reasonably a reasonable expectation. But I think uh, Wilson is a slightly better passer than Hurts, even though Hurts has improved greatly in that area. Mm. I still think Wilson is a little bit better of a passer. And I think he has a lot more upside um, in that area. Sure. Uh, absolutely. I, I like what you're thinking there. Okay. Uh, one of our, uh, one of our behind the steel curtain.com comrades, uh, Dave Schofield, who you will have heard on uh, the Steelers stat geek, as well as some other shows. And he writes as well for the website, but he asks how much weight should you give the 2022 rookies, especially with no quarterbacks seemingly stepping in to start right away. I'm thinking he means like, uh, you know, how, how much of an impact do you think they have or how deep is this class? Something along those lines. What are your thoughts about how much weight we give the 2022 rookies? I think relative to maybe next year's class, obviously the quarterbacks, I think, get pushed down the board some. Mm-hmm. Um, Malik Willis, it's just going to be he's either going to go really high or he may not even get drafted at all, depending on the league that you're in. Kenny Pickett, I don't think you're going to see somebody taking a chance on him super high unless you have a Steelers fan in your league that's sure. more of a homer because uh, <laughs> of what I was talking about yeah. with just you know the fact you want somebody with a little bit more upside as your quarterback in a fantasy, especially if you're only in a 10-team league. You, I mean, you, unless you think Kenny Pickett in within – Year by year two or year three is going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I think that's a little bit of a reach. Um, mm. So I, I think in that aspect, um, I don't think you can expect quite as much from the quarterbacks and they'd probably get pushed on the board because of it. Yeah. Of quarterbacks, especially, I think the running backs too, you push them down um, after the first couple as well, just because it's, it's not a lot of sure things. It's, it's guys that have entered situations where they're backups too. And so it's definitely not as as strong a group as the last few years at running back. Wide receiver, though, a lot of good wide receivers, no standout, incredible wide receivers moving in or coming into this draft class as well. So we will see. I don't put a lot of – I don't like this rookie class from a fantasy perspective a lot as opposed uh, when compared to some of the other ones that we've had recently – but I'm sure we will see some studs come out of this class uh, as we do every year. All right. Uh, Bradley Locker had a question. You want to read that one? 
Yeah, Bradley asked our Northwestern guy, he asked how much mm. stock should be put into Jerry Judy. Feels like he is yet to live up to the hype in a crowded receiver room, yet the transition to Russell Wilson may finally unlock him. Jeremy, before we get into the question, I just want to ask you really, really briefly, if Jerry Judy doesn't pan out, Imagine mm. if the Steelers could somehow get him in a trade. Let's mm. say things don't work out with Deontay Johnson. We both agree that, you know, it may not be a bad idea to consider moving him at some point. Sure. It, imagine we need to work. We need to have a segment in some, one of our episodes in the coming weeks, making trades for that involve Deontay Johnson, involve yeah. Deontay Johnson, in a trade oh, that man. sends him to Denver and gets Jerry Judy here. Plus we get extra, man, I would be all for that deal. Could you imagine Jerry Judy with Chase Claypool and George Pickens having that much talent on the outside could really unlock his potential on the inside. Yeah, he's he's likely to be a menace in the slot for for a while. It, if he does get unlocked this year, I would not hate that type of move at all, especially if the Steelers get uh, draft compensation as well. Uh, Jerry Judy, to me, has an opportunity to be dynamic with Russell Wilson, but – I mean, remember the last time we saw Russell Wilson, it wasn't the it wasn't the Russell Wilson that we were accustomed to as a player, and that I know he was dealing with injuries, obviously to the throwing hand and 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 otherwise. But it's not a sure thing that Russell Wilson comes in and it and in year one, the Denver Broncos look like world beaters on offense. But I do like Jerry Judy's game. I think it translates well to the NFL. He has had probably one of the worst quarterback situations in football over the last few years. And so I do uh, give him a, a little bit of a pass for that. I like to, I'd love to see him break out fully this year, but I think you've got, you've got to temper some expectations a little bit because he is in a crowded room and we don't know what version of Russell Wilson we're getting. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the very last question, we'll just do this one really quick. Uh, Andrew, it's Jeff Hartman of the let's ride podcast and so many other things at behind the steel curtain. He asks us, uh, or he says, tell us why fantasy owners should be getting chase Claypool in 2022, two or three sentences. Andrew, what do you think? Well, since we're looking at this from a dynasty perspective, I'm going to say that since because of his youth, I think you still take him in that middle round range, probably sixth, seventh round. If you can get him there, I think that's really good value. The upside's super high, and he may be able to unlock new things now that Ben Roethlisberger, who didn't always have a great connection with him, uh, I think he could really unlock his potential now with Pickett or Trubisky. Yes, uh, the the ability to push the ball down the field should make Chase Claypool a better target, and I think that he will be overlooked uh, by the broad majority of fantasy users in 2022 you should be able to get him at a good value andrew that's going to do it for us and on the steelers fix talking some dynasty leagues i think uh, we're having a a dynasty draft starting tomorrow right and uh that's going to be a lot of fun we do how many dynasty leagues are you in right now i'm only in that one right now um so i've got a lot of other redraft leagues going on but um just the one dynasty for now yeah i've i've got one that i uh that I am the manager of and then, or commissioner of, and then I'm going to join this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, It brings such a different dynamic to fantasy football. If you're not doing dynasty, you should definitely try it. Hope you enjoyed the show for Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts and behind the steel curtain.com. So long, have a good rest of your week.